grateful to the leaders and pastors of this church for the invitation to be with you again. As I look out across this congregation, I see some faces that are familiar for a long time. I began ministry with some of you on August 22, 1953. A few years later, when Mrs. P and I were taking a very short leave to see about our older generation in the States, a missionary came in and formed and organized and registered with the Registrar Societies in 1959. Fifty-five years. It does seem like a long time. And I am told that at this 55th anniversary, you are launching into some very new and great emphases. There is a new emphasis on discipling. Not exactly a new concept. We started that in 1953, but this is the command which Christ gave to us to go and disciple the nations. Not only that, you are preparing to undertake a great new building program. I hope you realize that this property is the envy of many churches in Singapore. For you to have... For you to have a freehold property that is fully approved for religious purposes is not that common among the 500 churches in Singapore. Now the Lord is leading you to maximize the use of this space. And I understand that you have set a theme for this year. Set apart for Christ. Actually, you could not set any higher goal for all of the members. And the passage which we just read together speaks to all three of these areas. Let's think back of the time factor here. It was 
drawing toward the close of our Lord's great ministry in Galilee. 让我们回想到当时的那个场景，这个时候就是在耶稣在世，快要完成他的使命的那个最后的那段时间。It was a time when he was growing in popularity with the multitudes, for they heard him gladly. 当时他是受到很多人的欢迎，那个时候他已经是说可以说是相当有名了。It was a time when, because of envy and jealousy, many of the religious leaders were plotting against him. 是因为这样引起了许多的妒忌，许多的猜恨。And in such circumstances, Jesus spent an increasing amount of time training twelve apostles. 就是因为这个缘故，耶稣基督加紧了他的脚步来训练他的十二个门徒。These were the first disciples. 这是第一个的。And when he trained, when he was training these men, he never lost sight of the great multitudes out there. When he trained these men, he never lost sight of the great multitudes out there. When he trained these men, he never lost sight of the great multitudes out He saw them as sheep needing a shepherd. He saw them as sheep needing a shepherd. And so he would concentrate now on these twelve who would be able to multiply his own ministry many times. So he concentrated on these twelve who would be able to multiply his own ministry many times. As we would learn later, in the providence of God, these were the ones who would be the foundation for the church. When we read the Bible, we know that this is the foundation for the church. But to fit such a high and holy calling, they must first of all be set apart under Christ. To achieve such a high and holy They needed a lot of training. And if you read the scriptures to see how he trained them, you might be surprised. He did not send them for some kind of academic exercise. But he exposed them to a great deal of on-the-job training, so we 在职训练 getting real hands-on experience, 真正的能够有一个真实的生活的经验 On this occasion, he led them up into the northernmost part of the country. 他带领他国家的北部，非常的北的一个地方 Up near Mount Hermon, 就在那个一个山上，叫做哈门山的山上。Some of you have seen that and know that about nine months out of every year, it's covered with snow. That 那个地方一年的九个月的时间是被大雪封盖的 But the passage we just read introduces us to an important part of their training. 在这里告诉我们一个非常重要的训练的一个环节 We read in that first verse that Jesus was praying alone. 
And then almost immediately, it seems contradictory. The disciples were with him. But this is exactly what a lot of us have had to learn to do. And our congested Singapore, we have had to learn how to speak to God alone, even when there are many other people present. But Christ was also teaching them how to pray. Some of you who have visited Israel know that when Jews pray, even in their personal prayers, they pray out loud. These disciples not only saw him at prayer, they could hear him at prayer. He was teaching them one of the very first things that we must know as disciples, how to pray. How to answer that invitation of God to come before him. How we come into his presence with praise and thanksgiving. We come to him with pleadings for our own needs. And intercessions for the needs of others. It was a great lesson that they were learning. Suddenly Jesus turned from addressing the Father and spoke to the disciples. He asked them a question. Who do the multitudes say that I am? Well, that was an easy question for them to answer. They had heard the mixed reaction of the crowds. And so some of them said, Well, some people think that you are John the Baptist. If you read the story, you know that shortly before this, he was put to death. So if they thought Jesus was John the Baptist, it would mean John the Baptist had come to life again. Others think that you are Elijah, that beloved apostle of, or disciple and prophet of old who had come alive again. Or they thought, well, at least he's got to have been one of the prophets of old. Even if we cannot put a name to it. But whatever, they considered there was something supernatural about this one. The crowds recognized that. 
And then in verse 20, as we read, Jesus really came to the point. He reached his hand toward those twelve men and said, But who do you say that I am? You who have been with me day and night for these years. You who have watched my interaction with enemy and friend. You who have seen my compassion for those who have all kinds of needs. You who have heard my teaching. Whom do you say? That I am. This is something they had talked about among themselves often, I'm sure. And Peter, usually the one who was quick to speak out, spoke and you were that word that is so familiar. He said, You are the Christ. It's an amazing word. It sounds so familiar and so simple to us. But it was full of deep meaning of these men who had been raised in what we now call the Old Testament. That word Christ, which is so familiar to us, is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew Messiah. And the Old Testament saints knew what it meant to be Messiah. That according to God's promise, this one who was more than a man but would be very God would come and dwell among them. Bringing a fresh and new and ultimate revelation from God. He would come as a priest, standing in the presence of God in their behalf, and then standing before them in God's behalf. And he at last would offer himself as a sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. The Jewish Messiah would come as king. With ultimate authority. Oh, of course, they 
conjured up an idea about him putting down the Roman powers and establishing a throne in Jerusalem. 当然，这个跟他们的概念当中是要把那个罗马地权打倒，然后建立一个犹太王国的概念不一样。But Jesus taught them that something outward and visible may be a part of God's plan for the future, but right now my kingdom is not of this world. 他说，在目前我的王国不是在这个世界上。也许你是这样想，但是我的王国不是在现在，不是在这个世界上。he was coming to allow God to work kingship, real rulership over the lives of those who would believe. 也就是说，在了相信的人当中，他成为一个真正的那个王的位置。So that's the first thing: a person who would be set apart for Christ must understand and believe who he is. 第一点，愿意把自己分别出来。为基督而分别出来的人，需要了解到的就是什么？明白什么？基督究竟是什么？Very God of Very God，他是神啊。Fulfilling literally hundreds of prophecies，他在可以说是让许许多多所谓的预言能够得到实现的一个神。But if I may just drop back a little earlier in the text, he had some other practical lessons to teach them. 我们再回看一下经文当中，他有一些很实际的那个呃那那个生活的经验教导那些门徒。To be set apart under Christ means to really trust Him for every area of our need. 要为基督分别出来的话，必须要能够了解到我们能够满足每一方面的需要。When He sent them out on a mission. He commanded that they should go without those things which we would all think essential if you're going to go on a trip. They were not to take with them any kind of a, of a means of self-defense, any kind of clubs or swords or spears. They would not even laden themselves down with personal items of what they thought were nice things in life. Strangely enough, they were not even to carry their food supplies with They would remember that God had provided for his people in those many long years of their earlier history. And that he would continue to provide according to their real needs. So they wouldn't take very, uh, burden themselves with extra clothing and with uh, uh, even booking hotels ahead. In other words, he was teaching them to trust him for their personal needs. It would be expressed in scripture this way. My God will provide all of 
your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. 接着基督他的丰盛他的他的丰盛丰充足足的满足你任何的需要 But they had a problem. They might learn to trust God for their personal needs, but what about others? So it was about this time when a great multitude of people were coming to hear Christ's teaching. And it was getting along late in the day. And these people needed hunger, needed to be fed, and they also needed to find a place of shelter. And so Jesus said to these twelve disciples, give, you give them something to eat. They did a bit of quick calculation and thought, if we put all of our money together, there's no way we could buy enough food for these people. All, all we have is five little loaves of bread. And, 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 a, and a couple of small fish. Just enough for a boy's lunch. Jesus said, give them to me. And with those, he fed a multitude. We call it feeding the 5,000, but we're reminded that it was plus women and children, probably more like 12,000 or maybe even 15,000. And so they learned that to be set apart for Christ was to trust him to supply their needs and whatever they may be wanting to share with others. I'm going to mention, but only in briefly and passing, this third great thing that was meant by being set apart unto Christ. They, like him, could expect opposition and persecution. And in that 23rd verse, which was read for us a while ago, Jesus said, You, Take up your cross and follow me. Now, living in a Roman background, they knew what that implied. Probably, probably more than once, they had seen someone carrying a tree. Going off to a place of public execution. The cross was a symbol of shame and reproach, saying, This person is guilty according to Roman law. 
根据罗马人的那个法律，背着这个十字架就代表是羞耻羞辱。And of course, you have read the scriptural account of how Christ was forced to carry his cross. 在圣经告诉我们说，基督曾被迫的背起了他的十字架，走上各个他。But here he doesn't tell them to help him carry his cross. Rather, you carry your own cross. 在这里，听清楚，基督没有说你帮忙我背我的十字架。他说，你们背你们自己的十字架。In the process of being a true disciple, you will face opposition, even persecution. 真正的门徒，你必须要面对的就是反对、声浪，甚至于是逼迫的。I personally believe that when we are able to look back on history, we'll find that the late 20th and early 21st centuries were a period of very intense persecution of those who are the disciples of Christ. 在我回顾教会的历史当中，就在二十世纪末、二十世纪一。世子初的时候，我们就看见许许多多更加严厉的逼迫做基督。But we won't go into that in detail now. 我们不需要在那边讲的太多。Except that to be really set apart for Christ means that we will have to bear our burden of opposition and persecution. 为了基督的缘故，我们分别出来的话，必须要面对，也要接受这些的逼。And flowing on for that is the clear teaching of this same passage that we must never be ashamed of him. 在接下来我们就看见，我们说，经文告诉我们说，我们不要因为而因此而觉得羞愧。And that's not so easy. 说起来简单，做的也不简单。I can remember first coming to Singapore, how proudly people would carry their Bibles, and that led to conversation with people on the bus. In the taxis, or even walking along the way. I remember when I came to Singapore. First, some people, some people, they carry the Bible. They feel very confident in the bus or in taxis. But of course, now, nowadays, it's all hidden away in your telephone, and people don't know whether you're corresponding with somebody or looking at、uh, pornography. Of course, today's society. 你在巴士上面看见的是每个人都手拿一机，那个是手机。So maybe we have to re-examine a lot about our modern lifestyle if we're really going to bear our cross. 所以我们必须要了解到，在现代生活的环境当中，人所面对的一切，我们就要怎么具备文士之下，怎么去做门徒。That's what Grace Baptist Church stands for and is proclaiming. In this year of our Lord 2014, 在二零一四年，就是我们恩典进信位的人向人宣告，我们要成为一个基督的门徒的时候。Now, if you'll just allow this older brother to look back a little bit, you know that's what old people do. They look at the back. 我也是老人，说让我们这些老人跟你们这些年轻人看一看。老人总是喜欢讲过去，我的过去。But sometimes we need to look back in order to get perspective on what's ahead. 有时候是所谓看看过去，能够什么呢？展望未来。It was not all that many years ago, by my standard, when we faced the real urgent need of a place to meet for worship. 
在不多不久以前，我们为了要一个地方来聚会，非常紧迫的需要的时候 ，this piece of land came on the market。就忽然间看见这个，当时还没有建教堂，这块地在市场上了。But we, but we were a small group。当时我们的人是很少。Many of them were young, just with their first step on the ladder of their business。也就是说，很多人就是年轻力壮，刚刚好开始他的事业的第一步。Many of them were retired with a fixed income or no income, and. 那么有些人呢，有一部分人也许是退休了，他可能的是有个微薄的收入，或者是无收入的。To buy a piece of property and put up a building, impossible. 买地建堂啊，讲道理。But with God, all things are possible. 但是借着神。And so we were in a school of discipleship. And we studied his promises. We determined that we would confess him. And we First of all, did the really ridiculous thing? We greatly increased our missionary outreach. We in that same time, we increased our missionary outreach. We didn't borrow any money. We certainly did not go out begging for any. In the services, we didn't even preach about it. But God was doing something wonderful. And I could stand here for a long time telling you the wonderful stories that people came sharing how God, in a most unexpected way, had supplied something that they didn't look for, so that they could really make a contribution to the building program. 告诉你有许许多多向前来的一些见证故事，告诉告诉我们说那些人在没有出乎意料之外的得到一些。呃，所谓的财富能够把它捐献出来。And God hasn't changed a bit. 我告诉你，神没改变。Nor has His commission for us as a church. 同样的，他对我们教会的使命也没改变。And as you continue in this exercise of making every member to be a true disciple of Christ. 当你能够使到教会每一个成员成为真正的门徒的时候 ，And as you face this impossible task of reconstruction of the material building， 当你面临到这个要建筑这个所谓实物上的建筑那种可上不可能实现的事的时候 ，All I can say is that I keenly await to hear what God has done in the next year. 我非常的期待，看看神在未来的一年当中，在我们当中
做了些什么神迹奇事这是我们今天最后的一次的周年纪念 but when we reach that 56th anniversary, we will have learned more of what it means to be set apart under Christ. Let us bow together in a moment of waiting before the Lord. First and foremost question, have you truly acknowledged him as Savior? Are you determined to confess him as Christ in the fullest sense? Are you learning the lesson of trust? For your personal needs and for the needs of the church. And for the needs of a world out there that is hungry and lonely and torn with war. Will we commit ourselves not to be ashamed of him? If in all of our ways we acknowledge him, wonderful things he will bring to pass. Lord, write these lessons upon the fleshly tables of our heart. That we might be truly set apart unto Christ. May all of the glory go to your own majestic self. Pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.